so uh, we have some things to discuss today about the co-working, your co-working, but also the co-working industry overall. Um, Mm. I had this idea of discussion after we, we talked together and we were talking, of course, about your co-working space, but also about many different things. So maybe let's first, uh, could you maybe introduce yourself and your co-working space? Okay. Hi, my name is Vidur Pratap Bansal and I'm the founder and CEO of WorkCave Co-working. Uh, it's a co-working space in Chandigarh, India, and we have 150 plus startups and members working in our spaces. And uh, we've been creating a community of entrepreneurs, professional freelancers, and small businesses in India who are uh, trying to, you know, uh, scale their ventures, start new ideas, come up with interesting concepts, mm -hmm. and uh, and we are giving them a stage where they can share their experiences with each other. So it's really, it's really your uh, topic, your work to be with startups and entrepreneurs, early stage entrepreneurs, I understand. Early stage entrepreneurs, mostly. Mostly early stage Why that choice? Why them? Uh, so it is not a choice that I made. It is a, it, it is a, so we are open for all kinds of businesses, but I think Fanny that, uh, you know, what happens is that usually people who are just starting out, they need, uh, they need these co-working spaces to survive a few years till they grow out and find their own offices. Mm -mm. Yeah. Does yeah. that happen the same way where you are? Where I am, right now it's really interesting. I'm going and working, it's really like next door. So I'm not oh. doing a lot of, uh, I'm, I'm used to walk. So I go walk to the co-working <laughs> space, but now I don't walk, it's just really next door. I'm like, maybe I'm a bit too lazy, but you know, it's a good place. And actually there, uh, where we aren't a lot of freelancer. There's like two companies, like they have, you know, the, those booths with uh, a door, you know, and they're like yeah. for desk and there's one company and there's another, a very big one. I see that with some uh, small co-working space, actually they start with one big company, like, you know, 10, 15 people, employees, and they're all working there. So here in this case is uh, their architects. So there's a big architect, uh, Oh. office there so, the, so these people have their own space and they are also doing co-working inside their office something like that yeah it's a co-working so there's like a hot desk uh, space and there's oh. private offices and there are companies there oh so did you find your accommodation because of this space did you was it strategic that you chose a space next to a co-working oh yeah yeah actually so i'm a digital nomad i travel uh, from okay. countries to countries and right now i i just decided that i would go to <laughs> my next destination i was thinking okay i need to find uh, a place to live i'm like oh i'm gonna look for good co-working space so i can go live nearby not too right. far you know so i went um, on google map i look co-working in where i'm going i see the co-working yeah. i see the comments yeah, and I see what kind of comments is there. The picture, picture are really important on Google Map. I see the picture if there's like a community, if the space looks good. What I don't like, yeah. for example, is when there's no windows. Some spaces are like that. It's really inside. Mm -hmm. I like to have big windows. <laughs> they're no, they're hell to clean. They're hell to clean, but they're pretty. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> but you know daylight is important when you're working uh, yes yes yeah it gives yes so i but also it's, it's uh, cultural just... it's cultural in some country people don't like having big windows or love daylight and some other countries some other culture is really important to have a lot of daylight that's interesting right. so one of the one of the people called me yesterday and uh, they were like you know uh, we want a place near the window do you have windows so so i was like yeah yeah we have windows and i sent them the picture of the hot desks which were near the windows so it's a preference for a lot of people yeah 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 that made me remember uh one of a big post on linkedin with the hashtag digital nomad or quirking both i think was about a place in bulgaria and they were by the sea so they had the terrace oh. and the quirking was on the terrace and you would face oh. the sea wow. <laughs> i was like this is my workspace today and uh really programmable <laughs> yeah. picture of uh yeah. quirking space yeah and and all this uh, digital nomad and even covid has led people to go to destinations where they can work out of picturesque co-working spaces right? i think location location is good and you know when location so where you are is important with the environment etc so if you buy the sea if you are in very beautiful space but you can make your own garden you can make a garden inside have a lot of plants i was in a correcting right. space like that it was in the city and where it was it wasn't so pretty but the inside was very pretty and the guy was putting plants everywhere and it gave really <laughs> a, a good feeling about the place That's a good you know? feeling Yeah, yeah 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 with so much fun so let's go back to uh, because we have a long long list of questions not so long but uh, <laughs> we have little time now and uh, i think i don't know you but i think i can go a bit over time because we were we were late we came in late yeah if 100%. you need to go at any point you tell me okay yeah yeah all right great, great. so so let's refocus you were talking about your co-working space startup entrepreneurship etc but i'm sure there are uh, many alternative many alternative made choices why do people go with you why do they like your space why do they choose it why do people why do people like workcave so it's yes. a very uh, the why is very intangible it's in the intangible things uh, anybody can go and find a space but the kind of community that we are nurturing the kind of decisions that we make every day i think that is what that is what separates our space with the rest of the spaces mm. so we we let people grow so for example we've also segregated our spaces into calling and non calling right so people who make who do a lot of calls so let's say sales people that's so smart Oh, yeah. I had friends like that. They were saying, "Ah, oh, I, I would like to go working." So they work from home, and I, ah, oh, yeah. I would like to go working in a co-working space, but I'm calling all the time. One of my friends, yeah. he was a English teacher, so teaching English online. He was like, "Okay, some yeah. part of his work is like admin, but he cannot spend a whole day and go to a co-working space just, with just that. He books yeah. his students when he can." and uh he needs to talk a lot it was like i can't just go you know and uh if they have a private office of one person yes he could rent it but uh it increases the rate of the rent uh, suddenly right. so maybe he's right. not interested in so so that's smart that's smart so yeah so so yeah segregating the space 
then uh, there are times when you have to say no to people, right? Uh, because uh, you can't let someone who's talking very loudly sit in a quiet environment and vice versa. So, so all those factors and the kind of execution that we're doing. Uh, so we have a very solid community who just wants to work out of work. They don't want to uh, go to any other space. So yes, that's one of the over things. time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it actually you have to nurture it over time. It just can't come. Sorry, how how long have you been there? Uh, we've been doing it for around six years now. Wow, six, six years. years. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just opened our cent- uh, second center last year. So for the really? first four last years. Last year? Last year. So for the first wow. four, four and a half years, I was just doing one co-working space and just tried to understand what the concept is all about. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and yeah, why but, did you open last year? It was like the middle of the pandemic. Some co-working space <laughs> had to close and you, you opened a new one. So it opened last year, but the planning had been finalized uh, before the pandemic. In January, February, we had finalized. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it got delayed because of COVID. And uh, yeah. we had to open. We knew that people will come back. Uh, yeah. So, uh, they, yeah. They, did. So, they did. They did, yeah. So the community supported us throughout, and that's incredible. So yeah, it's yeah. All, yeah, yeah. So we have, Fanny, we've opened another space, not because we wanted to open it. It is because we had such an inflow of members in the first space that we could not cater to everyone. Yeah. So that's why we opened another one. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And... Another question was about first hires, because if you had to open another yeah. one, maybe even for the first one, you had to hire some people and to delegate more and more, I guess. Right, right. So so the first people came in from acquaintances. I had a few acquaintances and friends whom I asked if they'd like to you know, work. And we were all in that phase where mm-hmm. we were learning new things. So people mm-hmm. wanted to learn and they worked with me. They wanted to get an insight on how to start a business. And from then I started hiring and hiring is a very, very crucial part because you need to have the right team and the right people around you to make it successful. You can't just do it on your own. No, so I, I was talking Delhi. about this, not about co-working at all, about design. But anyway, I was saying uh, when you go alone, you go fast. When you go together, you go far. And another 100%. guy was, was saying, one man can build 10, one house, but uh, 100 men can build 1,000 houses. Right, exactly. That's that's exactly. Mm-hmm. So what do you do in terms of your uh, hiring? How do you, do you collaborate? Do you work on your own or do you hire? Yeah, so I'm a freelancer. I'm working on my own. It happens that we work together with other specialists, but it's more like uh, usually this one phase so one freelancer has the contact with the client and they outsource a part of the work or through an agency or just through their name usually freelancers their business name is their name uh, some right. people like get a bit fancy <laughs> and do something else but usually it's our name but, but like in your work uh, mm. is there some part of your work that you really wish that you could hire for or delegate to? Is there any part of your work? The first hire any freelancer does is an accountant because you cannot do everything. It's a very 
each country have their own tax laws, etc., and keeps on updating it. It's very difficult. Yeah. I even uh, studied ads in university bookkeeping, so I know about it. Uh, I like to do uh, analytical bookkeeping myself to to check my expenses, etc., like matrix, blah blah blah. Oh, so, so an accountant is uh, the person that a freelancer needs. Yes, or a tax uh, advisor or something like that. That's really the first people we go to. And some people are very bad with number and they get everything. Mm. Right, right. Some people. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, everybody needs help. And in co-working spaces, that's one advantage that you get these tax people and you get a content writer and you get all these people under one roof. Yeah, and some co-working space even have uh, services like virtual uh, office. Virtual office, right. Yes. Is that something you do as well? or? Uh, so that's, yeah, that's something that we do. And virtual office is uh, something that, you know, person mm-hmm. sitting anywhere can open an office in any state or country. And yes. uh, yeah, so it's an amazing thing for uh, startups who wish to have a presence across uh, the country or across uh, various countries so that is one of the services that we provide yeah that's part of it and if you have you know an accountant you know people will put their uh, official business address at your co-working space then if you partner with an accountant it will work with them or i've seen a legal advices uh, a lawyer who comes to the co-working so if you're in a startup in tech yeah Started in tech. Usually, like, you need a lawyer so advice. Many, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So many people, so many people doing so many things. So mm-hmm. uh, we also have travel planners in our co-working spaces. People who'd like to book trips, you know, yeah, they'd yeah. like to. So curated travel is one of the things. So a lot of like different. Uh, we have an art teacher who teaches art. <laughs> <laughs> she teaches painting. Yeah, yeah, and I saw the other time you were uh, doing workshops. So maybe you do workshop with them, like <laughs> about art, about yeah. everything. Yeah, so we keep doing workshops. Uh, uh, people get their kids uh, for art workshops. So it's, really? it's all kind of, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's something I, so now right now I'm in Me- Mexico and uh, I've been impressed. The first time I went to a restaurant, they had a playground. It's normal, a good restaurant. They had a playground for the little kids and a nanny yeah. was there. So yeah, my friend was, was with yeah. her uh, little daughter and uh, she drove her daughters there and her daughter kept on going to the playground and coming back to her table. And sometimes with a yeah. nanny being like, ah, where are you going? Right. Uh, you know, because they like to run around. Uh, so I, I think, think even I think even, be interesting. Yeah, I think even in uh, some co-working spaces, there are all these uh, play areas and you know areas yeah. so that freelancers like a daycare or something. I've heard of a co-working having a daycare. Yeah, right. That's right. That's right. So you know, so you go to work, you drop your kids just next door, and uh, there's just there. You can go to lunch, uh, check if everything's all right, and. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a great concept to do that. Maybe someday we'll also do it. Uh, you know, you can undo everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to specialize at some point to something. Yeah. Yeah. But so That's many right. great ideas out there. Yeah, yeah. So many great ideas. So many great ideas. So, what uh, are you looking forward to in your freelancing? What's your May? 2022 vision? Yeah. 
Ah, 22. Uh, I'm coming back to the basics of marketing. I see more and more uh, we need to get a stronger foundation, you know. When uh, times like this hit, uh, you need to have a big backbone uh, who can which can support you. And in marketing, that means a client avatar and a client journey. Because a client avatar is really your purpose for who you're working, what's, uh, what's your mission, you know, who you really want to help, what's their issue, what's their pain, how do you want to solve it? That's really uh, questions the client avatar reply. Then the journey is more about what is that client doing? You know, right. where are they ending? Where are they hanging online? When they have that issue you're looking to solve, where are they looking for help? Do they talk to their friends? What do they look on Google? Uh, what kind of blogs they read? What kind of YouTube channels they watch? Those kind of things. Right. And when you have all that listed, you know, then you know, where to go to find them and how to provide them with the right information so you can really help them, educate them, wow. so they understand wow. the issue and they understand how good, uh, 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 another freelancer was saying, uh, how awesome your services are and how much they need actually to hire you, you know? Right, amazing, that's amazing. <laughs> and, you're pretty, and you're pretty consistent on posting on LinkedIn, so how do you manage that? Well, routine and discipline is something I have for myself, so I have no issue with that. <laughs> I put it in my calendar. I say if it's not, I try to put it in my calendar in my to-do list. So some tasks, I just cannot put them on my calendar because I have no idea how long they're going to take. I have an idea, but when it's your calendar, you know, after you have to move them and blah, 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 it's, uh, it's annoying. Yeah. I don't put them and just leave them on my to-do list. But otherwise, I try to put them in my calendar because I heard a lot. If it's not planned, it doesn't it exist. It won't be executed. Yeah, it won't. It won't. So you have to look for, I was talking with uh, another live I got. Uh, I was talking with a, a friend, a coach, and we're talking about Legos and Mario's, like we have blocks. So I have blocks of time in my calendar. Yeah. Some they move, some they don't. I don't know if you've played Mario Mario Bros before. You know? I have, I have. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are some blocks they don't move, you can go on them. And some blocks yeah. you just destroy them, you know? Your calendar yeah. is like that. Um, there are some blocks you cannot move them. And some blocks yeah. you just uh, destroy them. <laughs> destroy them right <laughs> that's an amazing way to put it right? it's funnier maybe it should look like yeah. a mario game uh, game mario game more people right. would uh, do uh, time management who knows right that's right more people would be inclined to do it yeah it looks fun at least so yeah uh, we were talking about the first hires so how how practically did you do it what were you looking for as a good community manager? So uh, what I've realized, and you know, it was there from the beginning, it's not about the skills when it comes to uh, hiring community managers. I don't look for any particular skills. It is just, I hire for attitude. And based on that, you know, uh, yeah. And I think based on that, the skills can be taught because this is a very, uh, it's not uh, something that can be, you know, measured. It's not a sales job. It's a community management job. And uh, it requires someone to have the right attitude. And I think then the person can be trained on how to manage people. And what kind of attitude is it? 
So basically, uh, we, we look for people who are good with people, who like being around people. They like to serve. They like to give more than they get. Uh, yeah. I think those are the kind of people we try to put in our center so that, you know, uh, when a freelancer or a professional is going through an everyday journey of highs and lows, it's an entrepreneurial journey. And, you know, so they would need that someone whom they can share their highs and lows with. So we tell all our community managers that, you know, someday people are going to be good to you, but there might be days when they are not so good because their businesses are not going that well. So you have to, you know, adjust accordingly. So we look for those kind of people who understand the ethos of why we are doing what we are doing at WorkGive, who understand that it is not just someone is paying a membership and taking a space. It's not that. It's much more than that. It is helping these people do what they want to do and being with them throughout their journey. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. I had uh, many conversations with other, uh, other uh, co-working manager about the pandemic and how it was and what they did for the members. A lot of them were yeah. saying, we, we just catch up, just taking the time to call, call them, ask them how they're doing, you know? Yeah. Even if you have to close, you cannot see them. You have to, uh, some had to go online and they didn't like it because they like to have their physical space. As I say, we just take the time to call them, ask them how they're doing. And it's already something, you know. Call the co-workers. Call yeah, the members. Call the members. Yeah. Right. Take the phone makes, and call them. Wow. See, it makes, yeah, it makes a huge difference to, it, see, it's it's a very small thing, but it makes a huge difference because you feel that, you know, uh, the person is not there with you just for, you know, uh, just because you're a member, right? So I think that sense of community is very important. Uh, it requires a lot of patience and every day you have to remind yourself, but I think eventually it comes. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. And okay. that's the only way it can be sustainable in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> yes. So yeah, let's uh, finish with the last questions about uh, working uh, in the working industry in India or in Asia and how you're seeing it, because surely. Or maybe I don't know how how much contact do you have with other co-working spaces. Uh, so yeah, I have contacts uh, in and around India in all co-working spaces in my city and in India, and I feel that you know uh, it is just exploding. Co-working industry has exploded over the past few years. Even in my city, when I started, I was the only one. There was another space that was opening. But now there are a lot of spaces. So people, more and more spaces are coming up. And it is just, so the culture, Fanny, in that way is that, you know, more and more people are opting for uh, digital work, nomad nomad lifestyle, digital nomad lifestyle. So wherever these people will go, co-working spaces will open over there because these it's, it's a mutual support system. So since more and more people are opting for flexible hours, they're opting from work from homes, they're opting from, you know, working from their favorite cities. So uh, co-working spaces will thrive in these cities. Mm-hmm. And, 
and also companies are also choosing not to uh, i was i was going to ask do you see like big companies or a yeah. small medium to to big companies choosing to stop leasing and start going to co-working spaces like totally fully so, so so i don't see it happening totally right now but there is a transition so a lot of big companies are coming to co-working spaces we keep getting calls uh, yeah. about companies coming in so yeah. uh, companies now are cognizant of the fact that this concept you know is there and uh, someone who's working out they're of, say, aware of it now they know it they, they know it they know it and they think you know it's easier for them because it's hassle free for them they can just make one negotiation and then their team can just enjoy they don't have to worry about anything so it's even better for i was actually talking with a friend so he was working at a, a big french company in france and he was saying that we're really going from a a, a system where you had uh you had each department has a budget for the office, office of supplies, the place to rent, et cetera, et cetera. But now yes. they're gathering it and in big companies that have like their own co-working thing and you don't have a budget for the supplies, et cetera. You have a price you per head. So I need uh, I need space for 10 people. I need that for 100 people. How much is going to cost? And then there's somebody yeah. else taking care of all the... All, the all of these things. Yeah, all of yeah. these things. And, yeah, and yeah, mm. yeah, 100%. So this is happening. And as more and more companies shift towards co-working, the co-working landscape will obviously boom because when there's demand, the supply also increases. So... Uh, yeah. so and, and you know, I was talking about that and I was thinking, but is it because when you look at a company, I was thinking uh, in Belgium too, the state is selling their uh, building, moving away from managing their building and leasing, every, all included, and paying per head. I'm thinking, but yeah. is this, is this, it looks like a short term decision, but the guy in France was telling me, no, it's better. It's better because all the services are now aggregated and you have uh, economy of scale because right. somebody specializing in this, in the office, in the management of the real estate and of all the services and furniture, etc. Also, also, I think you can have both, right? So if a company has 500 people, if yeah. a big company has 500 people, mm -hmm. they can put 100 in a co-working space, the 100 that are of a relatively unimportant or new branch that they're trying to, you know, see what's happening. So there are projects in companies that are just new. They are just testing. They can yeah. put those projects in co-working spaces and for the rest, they can have a standard office. So I think right now the answer is both, both fixed offices and co-working spaces. It's really hybrid, not in the way uh, remote and on-site, but everything together, like in, at yeah, home. So if, Right, because if if a founder is sitting, let's say in a in a city, and he wants his core team to be there in his office, right? I'm sure he doesn't want the other members all the time in that office. So they can maybe do a hybrid thing. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I was thinking, this community inside the co-working, but is there a community between co-working uh, with other co-working managers, for example? 
So I did not get that question. It's complicated, right? So we have inside your co-working, you have a community mm. that you're managing. But with yeah. other working spaces, which are not yours, is there some kind of partnership or uh, anything mm. you're doing, like a think tank, something like that? So is this right something, now, no. something you're seeing or no? Everybody's uh, right now, in their no. corner. Mm. I think everybody's uh, in their corner for now. Uh, we tried coming up with something like that pre-COVID, but I think really? COVID shook shook a lot of things up and many spaces closed also. So I think it's going to take one year again for everybody to be stabilized and then probably... So right now, everybody's just saving their businesses and, you know, that kind of pace. And yeah, all these yeah. things We're will come in once right they feel you that, you know, it's safe now. Mm, mm. Right, we're recovering. Mm. So you would say in a, in a year, I think that so is, 2023? Yeah, that, 2023, because we tried to do that earlier also. We tried something like that. Mm. But uh, uh, COVID like hit everyone really bad. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Okay, well, thank you so much. Anna, if you have anything you'd like to add or a question. I guess it's no, I guess it's no. Technology decided for us. So, uh, oh, I see a question in the comment. Maybe we can take that one if we have some time. Oh no, no. I see. Internet decided it's it's uh, time to to sleep here and to go somewhere else there. <laughs> so the the day started. But sure, if uh, anyone has a watch this video right now or after and has a question, they can ask the question in the comments. I'm sure Vidur and I will do our best to to reply in the comment too, right? Someone someone came up with a question, Fanny. Vesak. Yeah, you want to Are take you... it? You're back. I'm back. I'm back. I got disconnected. Ah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I thought it would be me. I I'm surprised. I didn't <laughs> yeah, make it at all. Told me it's going to be you, but it was me. <laughs> yeah. Like before, before we went live, I, I was like, Vidura, I'm gonna, I'm gonna freeze. So when I freeze, just talk. <laughs> uh, it didn't happen. I'm like, why, why did it happen before? <laughs> In all my other talks this week, I froze. I don't know why. Oh, I guess uh, oh. I guess I have a good timing. <laughs> so Visak Visak is saying, uh, do you mm. think companies will choose to work from a co-working for creating or exploring a change from their own workspace, or will completely shift uh, in the near future due to opportunity of? So yeah, Visak, I think we we were just discussing about that that uh, you know it will be both companies uh, will choose to work from co-working spaces and companies depending on what the founders want will also have fixed offices for their core teams and they might have remote spaces satellite spaces co-working spaces for other people who'd like to so companies Visak, will adapt to what employees want right they will adapt to the needs and they will try to make their employees feel more and more comfortable uh, the companies would want that employees should be as productive as possible, whether they work from offices or co-working spaces. I think that doesn't matter to them. So it's going to be both. And Shanj, I've seen 
this org of bunnies go back to private office so from open space they go to private office so each employee have their own office and they could have that in a co-working space or they yeah. do the flex desk so it's not just an open space is nobody has their own desk and they come in and they just plug in wherever they want and uh and that's something also a co-working space can uh, can provide Right, that's right. So you can have your own private office, you can plug in from your space, or uh, you can choose to come few days to a space, you don't have to take up. So it's it's all there in co-working spaces. Uh, it's for the company to decide how they want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, many different things. Huh? We'll see where it's gonna go. That's right, that's right. So Fanny, when you work out of co-working uh, in, uh, in Mexico right now, do you also work out of cafes? Do you also work out of home? Or do you just work out of your co-working space? No, I, I'm, I'm a big introvert. So I cannot work from a cafe. It's too noisy. I would be looking at stuff, doing, doing something else. I wouldn't work. I wouldn't work. So I'm usually yeah. working from home because at home, I manage my space and, um, and the noise and the light, everything. So I can really focus on work and deep work. So that's why I like uh, usually once a week I go to a co-working space to change, do something else, see people, because at home see I'm people. alone. Yeah. Right, right, right. And do you like when you go to a co-working space? Do you attend events? Since you're saying you're an introvert, I'm thinking you don't go up to people and talk to them. <laughs> Before, yeah, but uh, I uh, I push myself first, and then I I found really great people going to networking event, so I came to like it. I even organized some. So uh, right no, now I, I try to go. Here it's complicated because in Mexico uh, people speak Spanish. Some people speak English, but not a lot. Some people speak French. You would be surprised. <laughs> uh but most people speak spanish and my spanish is no not good enough not good. so me going to other speaking spanish is uh, something else <laughs> <laughs> that's right but i'm i'm sure you'll get the hang of that uh, well i'm listening a lot and uh we have lunch together that's why I, I like the most i remember when i was in sweden everybody had lunch at the same time there was a big table we all sit at the table and some people were uh most people were buying out so i would say oh today we go to this shop so we all go to that shop and go buy together <laughs> so that's how i ate once a big potato like, like this big potato yeah. and uh it's cut in half and they put like stuff on it you know, and that's and you eat it with a spoon. And that was the, the lunch <laughs> in Sweden. That's it's awesome. good. It, that's it, awesome. it is good. That's awesome. That's why I like the most, like discovering like little shops and just exchanging advice and having a drink or just lunch together. It's fun. <laughs> that's awesome. Even if they would yeah. speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I learn. I'm like it's a free Spanish class for me. You know. Right, got it. Okay, well, Vidur, thank you so much. Thank you for uh, waiting while technical issues happened and uh, for making it with me today. And uh, thank and you so much for having me. We've been in a discussion for so long and finally we did it. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, it's the first time. And to me, it's a success because uh, I enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it too. 
I enjoyed. I enjoyed, and it's a great start to my weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much too, and I will catch up later. Um, maybe if there are some other questions, the comments will reply. And uh, yeah, 100%. 100%. You and let's do let's do another one sometime soon. Yes, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> All right, Fanny. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Have a great weekend, and uh, see you later.